You're listening to the Creating a Brand podcast. I am your host, Alex Sanfilippo. Today's guest is veteran entrepreneur Aaron Walker. Over the last four decades, he started and sold over a dozen businesses. He began in the business world at 18 years old, and nine years after that, ended up selling one of his businesses to a Fortune 500 company. Then he retired for a while. That's right, he was 27 years old when he retired for the first time. It's a really cool story. He's actually going to share a little bit of that throughout this episode. So my guest today, again, Aaron Walker. He's a professional business coach. He has been on over 800 podcasts, and he is the author of the book called View from the Top, which I highly, highly recommend to all of our listeners. Aaron says the one thing that has helped him the most throughout his professional career, the thing that has helped him succeed the most and go the furthest, has been his involvement with his mastermind group called Iron Sharpens Iron. And this episode, Aaron and I actually dive deep into the concept and the never-ending power of a mastermind group and what it can do for each and every one of us and how it can positively impact and change you and your business. So this is a conversation I'm really looking forward to, very excited about it. Let's not wait any longer. Here is my interview with Aaron Walker. Mr. Aaron Walker, welcome to the show today. Hey, Alex. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. You're somebody that I've really looked up to since I met you. We met at a conference a while ago, and I realized right away when we sat down and had lunch that you're not just someone who's successful from a business aspect, but also you live a life of purpose, which in my mind is so much more valuable. It far surpasses a monetary success or possessions or anything like that. So just the fact that you are the person you are is something I really appreciate. And I'm just honored to even be on the show with me today. So thank you for being here. Wow, man. I'm very humbled. Thank you very much. And quite honestly, the honor is mine to be here. Thanks for having me, Alex. Absolutely. So I've mentioned this to you as well. I read quite a bit every year. Reading is something that is part of my life. And every year, I pick a book that I really want to go deeper in and I read it really slow. This is in addition to the Bible. I read the Bible ongoing. So in addition to the Bible, I pick one more book. And this year is actually your book, View from the Top. And my wife and I are reading it right now and it's fantastic. And it's going to kind of lead into what I want to talk about a little bit today. But that book is incredible. Absolutely enjoying it. Well, thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. You said something about earlier, I'm somebody that you admire. I'll let you down. I'm an individual and I'm flawed, but you keep reading the Bible first every day because he'll never let you down. So that is the truth. Let's be sure you keep those books in the right perspective and in the right order. I definitely will. So I shared a little bit about you in the introduction here, but I really want to get into a little bit more of your life story. You mind giving us a background on who Aaron Walker is and what's kind of brought you to where you are today? I started out at 18 years old in my first business. I was able to grow it to a number of retail locations and sold it when I was 27. I felt very fortunate that we were able to do that. And we sold it to a Fortune 500 company. Oh, wow. They're based out of Fort Worth, Texas. And that gave me a little bit of a launching pad that I was able to do some other things. And so I took some time off and I thought it was going to be amazing. Poor kid from Nashville, Tennessee makes enough money to retire at age 27. Life couldn't get any better. But Alex, that's not the way it unfolded. And I was sorely disappointed Uh as to what had transpired as a result of that. What happened was, is I played golf every day and I fished every day, but you can't do that, but so much. And some of your audience is listening right now. They're going, man, give me a chance to do that. I'll show you how to do it right. Well, I get it, but I've been there and done that. And the truth is, is that when we don't have any purpose, when we don't have a reason to get up every day, when there's no meaning in our lives, we quickly become extremely depressed and very bored. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened to me. So 
Alex, I was getting in the bed, not on top of the bed for a nap. I was getting in the bed in the middle of the day. Wow. And I gained 50 pounds in 18 months. Wow. And my wife come woke me up one day and she said, man, this is not what I signed up for. Like, what are you doing? Right. And I'm like, Robin, I don't have any reason to get up. I can't play golf, but so much. I can't fish, but so much. And she said, get your high end out of that bed. You got to go back to work, start another company, go to work for somebody. I don't care what you do. <laughs> so I went back and I bought 50% of the company that I started with when I was a teenager. And we grew that four times the size it was in the next nine years. And so God really blessed it. And it was an amazing experience. Wow. Until August 1st, 2001. I don't want to be a spoiler in the book you're reading of mine right now, but I've got to give you a little bit more insight in case you haven't got to this yet. So I'm headed to the office. It was 730 on a Wednesday morning, bright and early and uh, hot here in Nashville in August. But I'm tooling down the road and a guy crossed the street in front of me to catch a local bus. And he didn't look my way. And unfortunately, that day I ran over and killed a pedestrian. And my life stopped, Alex. I mean, like the brakes were on. Like that day it come to a screeching halt. And I thought, what in the world is going on? And so I uh, went through counseling for that and had a lot of people around me really helped me and encouraged me through that and decided to sell the business. And I did. And I took five years off. I didn't do anything for the next five years. And we traveled pretty extensively. We built a new house, kind of changed locations, changed, you know, kind of the everyday recurring things that we had been doing. And Robin woke me up from another nap, Alex, and she goes, you're getting fat and lazy again. And I went, oh my gosh, here we go again. <laughs> right. So I went to the guy that built my house, which was an amazing craftsman. And I said, why don't we take your experience and my resources and let's grow this business? And that's what we did. So went in the construction industry and we took that to number one, three consecutive years here in Middle Tennessee. And very nice. we were very excited about that. And then I retired for the final time. Robin goes, you've retired more than the law allows. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. And I said, hey, I'm done. I'm 50 years old and I'm done. And I went to my mastermind group meeting after I'd retired for the third and final time. And Dan Miller leaned over the table. He owns 48 Days to the Work You Love. And he looked at me and he goes, what are you going to do now? <laughs> and I laughed and I said, Nothing. I'm going to go down to the Caribbean and I'm going to sit on the front porch of one of them little tiki huts and I'm going to drink iced tea and I'm going to rock myself into an oblivion. Well, I thought it was funny. Well, he didn't. Oh, really? He raised his hand up and he pointed at me and he said, that's the most selfish thing I've ever heard you say. My goodness, he let you have it. And I went, what are you saying? I've been working since I was eight years old. And he said, I don't care how long you've been working. He said, you've had over a dozen businesses now. You've been married to Robin over 30 years. You need to coach. And I said, I'm not coaching anybody. And he said, oh man, you need to coach. I'm telling you, you could really teach a lot of things to other people. And so Dave Ramsey is in our mastermind as well. Dave looked at me and he goes, Big A, he said, come and do Entree Leadership Mastery. It'll be a gift from me to you. And I thought, dang, that's a $10,000 gift. Sign me up, Nate. Right. So I go and I fall in love with it. It was like incredible. And two guys, Brett Barnhart and Matt Miller were two guys I met there and they hired me to coach them. I'm like, Dave, this is your event. He goes, I don't care, coach them. So I started coaching those guys and I said, okay, I'll just do this. I'll just coach these two guys. It'll give me something to do and it'll be fun. Mm -hmm. 
Well, somebody told me to start doing podcast interviews to promote. And fast forward five years, here we are. We have 150 men in our program now. We're in nine different countries. And Alex, I'm having the time of my life helping ordinary men become extraordinary in all they do. I love that. That's great. What a cool journey and process that you've been through. You mentioned something in there that it's really the topic I want to cover today, which is masterminds. So you were in a mastermind throughout your entire career, or when did you jump in and start seeing the power behind that? Yeah, a couple of decades now I've been involved in masterminds. I wish somebody had introduced me to masterminds in my 20s. You know, when I first started, I can only imagine what would have taken place and if I'd had mentors and trusted advisors, you know, in my 20s. But I didn't. It's only been for the past two decades now, and I'm almost 60. And so it's only been in that length of time that I've been involved in masterminds, but I've been involved every week now for two decades. Wow. That's really cool. You know, I didn't hear about them before four years ago, maybe. Maybe I just wasn't looking in the right place. Maybe I was too young to get it. I, I don't know. But it's becoming a more and more trending thing now because people are realizing the power that they have in them. And clearly you've seen benefits from it because I don't think you'd be where you are right now if you said Dan didn't call you out for your dream of what you're going to do with the rest of your life. Well, he did. And there's just this huge amount of benefit for being in there for a number of reasons that I'd like to mention just a couple of them. Oh, yeah. One of them is it's a safe place. And that's what Dave created when he started this mastermind. I was at a concert called Mercy Me at the Curb Center here in Nashville. Robin and I had gone to hear that group. And Dave got up in the intermission time and walked by and I didn't know he was there. We were friends. We knew each other. I started sponsoring Dave's show when he was on one radio station in Nashville and I sponsored his show for 21 consecutive years. And so we had quite the friendship already at that time. But when he saw me, he walked over to me when he got back from the concession stand and he said, Hey, big A, why don't you join my mastermind group? And I said, what? (laughs) He said, why don't you join my mastermind group? I said, I don't even know what a mastermind group is. Right. He said, you come to my office Wednesday morning, seven o'clock, and I'll tell you all you need to know. So I went, I was very hesitant to go. Like, I didn't know what this was going to be like. You know, I'm in the room with 10 other people and I don't even know them. And Dave is like, hey, just relax. I got this. And so he introduced me to a lot of the other guys. And like I said, I didn't know any of them, but Dave at the time. And week after week, I went back and I was real quiet. I didn't say anything. I just kind of listened. You know, I was testing the waters, Alex. Right. Dipping my toe in, you know. And these guys started opening up and they started sharing problems that they were encountering in their business or in their personal life. And I thought, these guys have problems too. And I started listening and they started sharing about problems with their wife or their children or Mm -hmm. at work, they were having employee problems or whatever the problem was. And I was like, dang. Well, See, most people believe when you share openly, when you let that facade down, that it moves people away. But what it really does is endears them to you yeah, because you realize they're human as well. And so they created an environment that was non-judgmental and it wasn't any condemnation. And so I started sharing a little bit, just to be honest, just a little bit. And they were very responsive. And they said, well, Big A, why don't you try this or why don't you check out this resource or let me introduce you to this person? And I'm like, really? They said, yeah, let me make a phone call. I introduce you to this guy. And maybe he can help you work through that. Well, fast forward now a couple of decades. Can you only imagine when you meet with 10 people every single week for an hour and a half 
And when they're sharing resources, they're givers, they're not takers, right? Yeah. And so they're introducing you to other people. They're giving you resources that they have themselves and they're giving you feedback honestly. Honest feedback is really what we need because yeah. if not, like I can't make a good decision if it's something that, you know, is not the truth. And so this honest feedback is where they really help me because we all have blind spots. We all have an Achilles heel. We all have this kryptonite and we need to figure out what those things are. And perspective, I think, Alex, is the biggest thing that mastermind groups have given me. Perspective. Explain that a little bit. Well, I call it the ARP, A-A-R-P. Right. <laughs> well, first of all, it gives you an association with other people, which we all need. We're designed to be in community. Yeah. You see, isolation is the enemy to excellence. Oh, that's good. And so if you really want to excel in life, you know, we've got to be in community. The next thing it offers is accountability, a huge amount of accountability. When you go into that group and you go, hey, I'm going to launch this thing or write this book or start this program. And you come back next week and Dave or Dan or Ken or somebody looks at you and go, hey, Big A, did you do that? Well, I don't want to go, no, I'm a loser. So I didn't do it. I want to be like, yeah, I did it. Right. And because they asked me and I knew they were going to ask me, I was much more successful right? Because I was accomplishing the things that I told them mm -hmm. I was going to do. A lot of people don't want to tell anybody what they're doing because they then have no level of accountability. Yeah, that's right. The best thing you can do is to share with a group of people your intentions. Yep. And then they're going to hold you accountable. The next thing is the resources. I can't even begin to tell you the amount of resources that's there. So we've got this association with other people. We've got accountability. We've got these resources. And then the final thing is perspective. Alex, I did a construction project on our house a couple of years ago, and we had engineers there. We had builders. We had subcontractors. And there was this problem they couldn't solve. And we were standing in my driveway looking at the house, and we were trying to make this connection for this breezeway, and we couldn't do it. No matter what we said, it wasn't going to work. And so I couldn't figure out why we couldn't solve this problem. Two weeks later, I'm sitting on the patio in the backyard, and I'm on a coaching call and I look at this area and I solved it immediately. Oh, and the reason I solved it immediately, I was looking at it from a different angle, a different perspective. You see, that's what happens in mastermind groups. We're so close to ourselves, We can't read the label on the bottle, right? Because we're in the bottle. Yeah. But when you have other people going, you know, I've observed this and I know your personality. I know your history. It's your blind spot. Mine, quite honestly, was arrogance. Hmm. I was very arrogant in my younger years. And the reason I was is because I was very poor early. And then I had a great amount of accomplishments at a very early age. And I thought I was the golden child. Right. And people didn't want to be around the golden child, right? Because I'm thinking I'm magical. For sure. And see, I was very condescending mm -hmm. and I was very arrogant. And people really circled around me and they brought me down and they said, hey, you can't do that. And so it's just the perspective that I think other members can give you. Yeah, no, that's great. AARP, which might be taken. So don't try to trademark that. Ah, uh, you can't take it. I already have. All right, go ahead. <laughs> no, that's good. I like that. Association, accountability, resources, and perspective. Really good stuff. You know, a lot of our listeners, we have people kind of all over the board, but a lot of them are just getting started in their entrepreneurship, if you will. Would you say that a mastermind is good for everybody? Is there a certain point where you say it makes sense when you've hit this level? What are your thoughts on that? 
Well, that's a broad question. It is, yeah. Yeah, is it for everyone? I don't think anything is for everyone. Mm -hmm. So I think you've got to think through what your objectives are. I think you've got to discern whether you really want to grow personally and professionally. Are you willing to subject yourself to the scrutiny of other people? Are you willing to let your facade down and be authentic and vulnerable and transparent? Are you willing to go in there and say, I don't know everything? Like, I'll be the first to admit, I don't know everything. If you can answer yes to those questions, you need to be in a mastermind group. Mm -hmm. But if you're the kind of guy that holds his cards close to your vest, you don't share, you're a taker, you're not a giver. You're the kind of guy that, like, you want to leave the facade up and you want to be at arm's length from people because you really don't want them to know your personal business. If you're the guy that works best alone and you don't want any input from anyone, then a mastermind's not for you. Yeah. And I would suggest, first of all, alter your thinking because we all need people around us to take us to the level that we need to go. I don't think anyone can maximize their potential alone. Yeah, no way. So if you look at it from that perspective, then I would say, yes, it's for everyone, but you have to do a personal assessment on yourself to see if you would be a good fit. That's good. And you know, a lot of times if you're not a good fit, it sounds like you might need to go back and kind of retrain some of your thinking that you've had. I think a lot of us, we get into this entrepreneur role, especially the younger generations, we're getting into these roles and we feel like it's something you're supposed to do alone, right? Because that's right. part of the world's definition of an entrepreneur is someone who's just doing it alone. But really that's probably the most dangerous thing you can do is to isolate yourself like that. Yeah, that's a real skewed opinion about being an entrepreneur doing it alone, you know, and yeah. there are a lot of things I want to blaze a new trail myself, but at some point I want people to go down it with me. And so, yeah, I think uh, the vast majority of the people do need to be in a mastermind. If you're creating a brand, whether it's a personal brand through a blog or influencing on social media or a professional brand with a product or service that you're offering, the Creating a Brand community is for you. We are your digital mastermind or tribe. Our community is built on our own custom social media platform where we share our experiences, recommendations, and solve real problems together. In addition, all members have exclusive access to our many online courses. Ultimately, we are a powerful community of entrepreneurs that are helping each other succeed. You will always go further in life and in business when you're part of a healthy community. I'm so passionate about this that I'm going to ask you to do something for me right now. Visit creatingabrand.com and join our community today. You can start for free and it will take you less than three minutes to set up. Once you join, message me directly. I'd love to have a conversation with you and welcome you to our community. Masterminds are becoming something that are trending these days more than I'd say they ever have been. You hear about them all over the place, which people are, again, they're seeing the benefit. So they understand that there is a good reason for it. Now, I'm wondering if you can kind of describe a little bit the difference between a healthy mastermind and one that isn't healthy and how to create that. Not everyone in this listener's podcast is going to be a creator of a mastermind. However, I think it'd be good to hear some of the benefits of them that are actually in, in one that's being run properly and one that's maybe just somebody putting together even for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I think I'd rather talk about what a healthy mastermind is, and then the opposite will be an unhealthy mastermind. Perfect. That sounds great. First of all, I think you have to have a real set of core values that the people that are participating align with. Because at the end of the day, you're going to judge everything with your core values. And Alex, let's just hypothetically say, you and I don't align on our core values. It's going to be hard for us to reach a general consensus. Mm -hmm. 
because we have different core values. So I think that is the first thing. The second thing is, is not to be like I was early on, very condescending and arrogant and cocky. I think we have to have a level of humility. We have, and we're very fortunate to be in this position with our mastermind groups. We have people that are barely able to make their dues and they're great people and they're trying hard and they want to do a great job and they will, they'll be hugely successful. But at the same time, we have people that are hugely successful with hundreds of employees that do a million plus dollars in revenue a week. And so we have very, very, very wealthy, strong entrepreneurs that can be mentors to people that haven't been down that path yet. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I built it this way is so that you could always be a mentee or a mentor. And so I put people in the groups that are barely making it and they're trying along with people in the group that are hugely successful. Because if I just pair them off, if I just take people that are hugely successful, the other guy never gets an opportunity to be around that kind of mentorship. And so my model is way different than the vast majority of all masterminds. Right. The cool thing about our model is though, that we've had people for years in the same group, same 10 guys meeting for years now, our churn rate is less than 10% annually. Oh, wow. And we've recently put a cap on the enrollment. And I really want to dive deep with the people that really want to be there. Yeah. And so we've set this up to do 30% personal, 60% professional, and about 10% spiritual. Many people are from different backgrounds. We have, as we said earlier, eight or nine different countries now. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a person of faith to be in our group. We have people that are Muslim and Hindu and Christian and Jewish and you name it, we've got it. But the commonality is there is a component that there is faith that they're interested in. I personally am Christian by faith. Mm-hmm. And so the vast majority of what we teach comes out of you know my background as it relates to spirituality. Those are some components that you've got to be sure that you're aligning with everyone. They want to grow personally. They want to grow professionally. The vast majority of masterminds are professional in nature. And I want to spend just a moment here, if I might. When I sold my first business, I became very confident in myself more so than should. And I had some real struggles and trials as it related to that. And quite honestly, it put a real strain on my family because of it. And I don't want to say I almost lost my family, but if I'd kept going down the same path, I could have almost lost my family. Wow. All that was interesting to me was a little bit more money, another business. You know, we had a vacation home. I wanted another one. I wanted a bigger house, bigger car. And when I got those things, I found out, well, this didn't scratch the itch like I thought it was going to. I thought, well, when I get here, I'll be good. Well, then when I got there, I was like, well, this feels good but it only felt good for a minute. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, well, what's next? And so, see, I kept moving that bar and that's what I see the majority of people do. And I woke up one day and I said, Hey, I'm going to come home with a pocket full of money to a house full of strangers one day, if I'm not careful. Yeah. And so I really reoriented my focus and I started thinking about, Hey, this is where I really need to be. And then the automobile accident happened and I thought, man, how fragile life is. Yeah. How quick, life can change. We're just a phone call away 
from something really bad happening that alters her life. And I said, I want to leave a legacy that says, hey, my life was better as a result of having known Aaron Walker than, hey, my life was better because Aaron and his family had money or whatever. Yeah. Like nobody cares. People only care about how your life is impacting them. And so I really started thinking through that. And I said, well, when I do run this mastermind group, we're going to cover every area of your life because money doesn't do you any good if you don't have relationships. Yeah, no, you're right. At the same time, you can't help people if you're broke. And so we want to help people to gain a life of success and significance in our groups. And I think those components is what creates a great environment to have a healthy mastermind. And you've obviously learned this and seen this happen. So you see a lot of impact on the people's lives that are actually in your mastermind group, right? These people that are meeting and coming out of it. You've probably seen some serious life change. I mean, you're a product of it happening as well. Well, here's the thing is we leave no stone unturned. Everything in the mastermind is fair game. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is we talk about you personally. We talk about you professionally. We talk about finances. We talk about your desires, your goals, your dreams. We talk about substance abuse. We talk about things that people are uncomfortable talking about. And that's why it's the mastermind. And I tell people when they join our group, it's not for the faint at heart. Yeah. If you want to get into a coffee club, go get into a coffee club. But that's not what we are. Right. We're here to move the needle. Like, here's the thing, Alex, this is not a practice run. This is the real thing. I mean, our life right now is the real thing, and I want to live it to its fullest. Mm -hmm. I want to be very authentic. I want to be transparent with a few people. I want to be vulnerable when necessary because I don't want to live a facade. I want to live life to its maximum, and the only way you can do that is if you're genuine. Yeah, and you know, I'm thinking now from just people who might be stepping into a mastermind for the first time. You mentioned that it took you a while to start opening up. Like you didn't know if you could trust any of that. If you could go back now, do you feel like you would have opened up immediately or do you think it was a good call being slow playing that? No, no, you don't want to open up immediately. They've got to earn your trust. Mm -hmm. And I think you're crazy if you go into any group and you immediately open up because what's going to happen, you're going to share very private information that could be devastating to your relationship or your business. Hmm. What you've got to do is take your time. The other thing is, is I'm a long-termer. I mean, I think of everything in decades. I don't think in weeks or months. Right. And so for me, it was building a life with people that when I earned their trust then. See, when I first went into that group, I'm like, hey, now I'm going to tell you all something private, but I don't want you to share this. Well, that's really understood, but not really believed right. by new members. Matter of fact, in our group, they even signed a non-disclosure agreement, an NDA. Because initially, we don't know each other. Very smart. But over time, you've proven to be confidential and then you can share. Yeah. I think that having NDA is just really important from many different elements we don't need to get into today, but that's smart to be able to have that. So how do you guys, when you're actually in a mastermind, you're leading them now, how do you get people to begin opening up? Because obviously, like you're saying, it should take time. And I agree with that. You should definitely test the waters and really see who's around you. But how do you build an environment that helps people to over time open up and really share what they're going through? It all initially hinges on the facilitator and I'm the facilitator. Now we have facilitators for other groups, but I'm the facilitator of seven groups. The people in the group will only go as deep as the facilitator. Oh, well. So the job of the facilitator is to be vulnerable and transparent first. And time after time, we had a guest speaker, Floyd Dawson, on today, and I interviewed him in front of the whole mastermind. 
and he's a marriage counselor. And at the very beginning, I said, hey, this is a friend of mine, Floyd Dawson. He lives in the same city I do. And Robin and I have been going to him for decades. And the reason we started going to him because we had a really, really bad point in our marriage to where we needed help. Mm -hmm. And you could see everybody going, big, hey, you had trouble? Well, yeah, I'm a human. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, you you cut me and I bleed and I argue, you know, with my wife and I fight and I have emotions. Yeah, I'm a real person. But the truth is, is a lot of people look at me, well, you're successful. Well, that doesn't make me any less human. Right. And we have challenges. And the thing is, is I'm willing to admit that. See, I hate the Facebook persona. Me too. I hate that. I hate everything is wonderful. I'm laying on the beach in Hawaii. You know, I'm sipping on iced tea and coconut milk and checks are just flowing into my mouth. I hate that. Mm -hmm. See, that's not reality. The reality is, is, yeah, we've done okay, but it's hard that gum work. I mean, we got to grind out. We have challenges that happen. We have misfortunes. We have things that go bad. Robin and I will get into an argument. You know what I'm saying? I get into it with my kids and my grandkids, and it's like, that's the reality of it. Right. And so if you want your members to start opening up, you've got to be willing to share yourself. But how can you expect anybody to share with you if you're not willing to share yourself? So- facilitators out there, be vulnerable, be transparent, be willing to share, and your members will also. That's really good. Really good. Now, I know you actually are in the process of developing an actual program to teach people how to run masterminds. I'd love to hear you talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Thank you, Alex, for mentioning that. It's called the Mastermind Playbook. Yeah. And how that came about was, is about two years ago, people started calling me from all over the world and they said, we've never seen anybody scale masterminds like you're scaling it. Hmm. They said, would you coach me and teach me? So I didn't really want to do that at first, just to be honest with you. I was pretty busy. And Did Dan Miller come after you again? <laughs> <laughs> I know he should have, right? Yeah. I started thinking about it and I said, well, maybe I could help somebody. So this guy calls me up from Dubai and he said, I want to do exactly what you're doing. And he said, what would you charge me to coach? And I thought, I don't really want to do this, but <laughs> I threw out a number. And he goes, okay, where do I send the check? And I'm like, dang, are you serious? And he goes, no, I want to do that. And I thought, dude, for that, I'll <laughs> I'll start coaching people for this kind of money. So he sent me the check and I spent six weeks with him, right. an hour, and I taught him how to do exactly what we've done. Then I had another guy call. Another guy called, same thing. Oh, that's great. And I'm like, you know, man, there's a lot of interest in people that are coaches, podcast hosts, authors, mm-hmm. people that want an additional income. And many people now are using it as their primary income because you get, you know, eight or 10 groups up, you can do okay professionally. Oh, yeah. So my team and I got together and we have a decent sized team and we started working on this. And it's taken us a year, Alex, to put together all the systems all the processes. Wow. We tell you everything, how to start, gain momentum. We teach you how to operate it. We do every single thing that you need. You don't have to create anything. We create white label template processes. We have white label lead magnets, mm-hmm. whatever you need in starting and running and scaling a mastermind we do. So it launches in a few weeks. And if you're interested, yeah, reach out to Aaron at viewfromthetop.com. And we're going to do a little pre-launch savings with bonuses. And if you really want to go to the next level, this Mastermind Playbook is your ticket. That's great. I appreciate you mentioning the pre-release. We'll actually have all this in the show notes as well. Make sure that that's available to our entire audience in case anyone is interested. I really like that you're starting this because you're someone who's done it successfully. I feel that there's a lot of 
gurus out there these days that haven't really done things successfully, but they want to sell you how to do it successfully yourself. I like that you're someone that has done this. I get tickled with that too, Alex. Just to be honest. It's like they got all the answers to everything. It's like, have you done it? Yeah. No, but this will work. <laughs> well, see, we have the social proof. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have 15 mastermind groups now, not to be boastful in any way. I'm just saying that what we're doing is working. Oh, yeah. No, and it's making a huge difference. It's fantastic. I had an opportunity to meet a couple guys that were in, I'm not sure which one of your masterminds, but in at least one of them. And just the way they carried themselves and being able to go to lunch with these guys, the way they talked, they communicated, I can tell that someone had been pouring into them. And when you can see that in somebody, that's something that speaks volumes by itself. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So what's your advice to somebody again, like who's just maybe just getting started or maybe getting into a mastermind or considering even starting one, what should they be going after in business with this? Because if you think about masterminds, many of us, that's just kind of like a bonus. It's supposed to help us go a little bit further. What is really someone going to be able to take away from that? And I know we kind of discussed that a little bit, but what's someone going to be able to grab onto and take from this? Yeah, I would say first and foremost, go slow. I really want people to think through the details, the level of commitment, how much time is going to be involved. Mm -hmm. There is a certain amount of resources that you need to start a mastermind group because there's a few tools that you're going to need, like a CRM. And there's other tools for marketing, you know, like Meet Edgar or Hootsuite. You also want to create a brand. I mean, you want to be a real business. You want to have landing pages or a website that people can go to. Right. We're really big on doing things right. And so we spend an inordinate amount of money building our brand, doing our marketing, create a content calendar that you can start promoting. It's funny because these are all the things that we teach in the Mastermind Playbook, but it's absolutely paramount if you're going to do it to scale. Mm-hmm. You can start a group and have two or three, four, ten people in a group, but if you're really going to take it to the next level, you really need to learn how to scale it, how to prepare We teach you how to build dashboards and the things that you need for your administrative team. Some people say, hey, I don't have a team. It's just me. Well, it was me too. Five years ago, it was me, right? right? And now we have VAs in the Philippines and we have people in the States and we have a CFO and a COO that's running the behind the scenes operation. But I grew into that. People say, yeah, Big A, you've got the money. Well, I didn't five years ago to run this business. We had some resources, but this business has carried itself after the first 12 to 18 months. After that, we started generating enough revenue. See, I didn't spend all the money. I'd take the money and I would grow the business. And that's the way I've done every business I've ever started. Very smart. Right? We delay gratification. So just simply go slow, do a business plan. You know, you don't have to reinvent it. You can get this mastermind playbook and it can walk you through it step by step. Yeah. And we've talked about this. I'm actually in the process of launching a mastermind of my own, but I'm for sure going to enroll in the mastermind playbook as well. You can never learn too much about it. And I'm not going to even claim to have the understanding that you do. You have decades of this under your belt there, and I want to be able to grab onto as much as I possibly can. So I'm excited and glad that you talked about that a little bit. I think that's going to be really beneficial to a lot of people. Thanks, Alex. I hope so. So last couple of questions here. Something I'm wondering about What's a range that you should charge or it should cost? Because I think a lot of people getting into it, again, there's huge ranges. I mean, I've seen some where people want to charge a hundred grand to get into it. And where I'm at in business, that doesn't make sense right now. I, I don't have that where I'm at. So what's like a good range if somebody's looking to either start one or get into it, which they charge or what should they pay? Let me talk about a topic prior to that, that will kind of dovetail into the answer. Okay. A lot of people listening to me today would say, 
I don't have the experience to lead the mastermind because I haven't owned a dozen businesses. I haven't been married 30 years. It's not necessary. See, what's necessary is, is that you present the environment that's conducive for a great group. The environment is what you're responsible for. Yeah. You don't have to know the answers to all the questions. I don't know the answer to all the questions, Okay. but what you want to do is establish the framework. You want to have a great environment that is confidential in nature, that you have a system and a process, that you have thematic, you know, there's different themes each month. There's books that you are providing to the listeners. There's a strategy. You're taking them somewhere. So it's the framework that the facilitator or the owner or the founder of the mastermind group has set up. So I want to overcome that mindset flaw first. So you can do this, right? So that's good. The second thing is, is the perceived value where people get in trouble. The majority of the time is they charge too little. Yes, I agree. Not too much. And let me tell you why that to be the case. Dr. David Kruger was my personal coach and he helped me work through and he was the professor at Baylor University for 25 years. He's written 75 papers. He's in the doctor's who's who of America. He's written about eight books. He is absolutely a professional in helping you understand why we do what we do. So I said, hey, I want to go for him. And so I did, hired him, and we coached for six to eight months. And at the end of it, he asked me what I was going to charge. And I told him, and he said, you can't do that. And I thought, well, okay, so should I charge less? He goes, no. He said, first of all, you'll starve to death and you won't get any customers. (laughs) He said, because there's going to be no perceived value in what you're offering. And he said, you've got to charge more because if it's cheap, it's like, well, everybody else charges that. So it must not be any good. Mm -hmm. You see, here's the thing. It takes more mental energy to convince yourself with what's wrong with something than it does to convince yourself to pay more. Wow. And so I want to encourage you not to charge too little because there's going to be no perceived value. So we started out charging a couple of hundred bucks to join our group. Mm -hmm. The people were a little bit difficult. They didn't show up because there wasn't much to lose. We didn't have great conversations and we continue to increase our price. Mm -hmm. And so I think it depends on your audience. It depends on where you're at. It depends on what you're trying to accomplish. But I think a good rule of thumb is between three and $500 for the vast majority of people. Mm -hmm. And that stings a little bit for some people, but it makes them show up on the call. They're like, hey, I want to get my money's worth. So you want a pain point there. You want to pay enough that you're feeling it so that you show up on the call. Gotcha. Is that not per month, per quarter, per year? How do you usually do that? Three to $500 a month. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing too. There's a guy that joined our mastermind group. He had one business when he joined, he made $18,000 a year and he was paying $575 a month. And he said, this has taken a big part of my income. And he said, but I believe in you and I think it's going to work. The facilitated led groups that we have are 425 a month. And he said, I want to join. Well, he did. So let's fast forward three years. Last year, his income was $300,000. Wow. And 36 months ago, it was 18000 And he gave 100% of the credit to his mastermind group because it kept him on task every single week. And as a result of that, he became successful. 
That's amazing. I'm excited about this. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, I'm getting ready to start one myself. We've kind of already done the whole launch phase of it, testing it out. So I'm really excited, amped up. I feel like I've got some great material here from this podcast episode. That's great, Alex. Well, listen, man, thank you for having me on today. I hope some of these things that I've shared has been beneficial. And I just want to encourage your audience today. If you're not involved in a mastermind, we'd love to have you get involved in Alex's you know, here on the show, creating a brand, wherever you need to go, go just get involved. Love it. Thanks so much, Aaron. Appreciate you being on the show. Thanks, buddy. We'll see you. A mastermind group can change your life and it can change your business. I've certainly known this to be true in my own life. I am where I am today because of the people in my mastermind group and the influence they've had in my life. So shout out to everyone in my mastermind group. You know who you are. And also the creating a brand community because that is a digital mastermind in and of itself. This episode was like free counseling or coaching for all of us. I've taken everything I've learned from this episode and from other trainings and other conversations I've had with Aaron and been able to implement them into how we run the Creating a Brand community. That's why we call it a digital mastermind because we run it just like one. So here's the deal. Here's my challenge to you today. Get into a mastermind. Find the one that is right for you. And if you can't find one, make one. What's important is getting into some form of community like a mastermind and seeing the impact and influence it's going to have in your life because I believe it is going to be what elevates you and takes you to the next level. So Aaron, thank you again for sharing your wisdom in this episode. We all really appreciate it. I know that I learned a lot from this. If you want to learn more about Aaron Walker, visit viewfromthetop.com. And if you'd like show notes from today's episode, visit creatingabrandpodcast.com. Thank you as always for listening. I'll be back with you next week.